You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to a terrific Tuesday. I get to be with all of you and share some great insight and work that we've been putting out here in the community. So I'm always excited when we can uplift the work of our production teams, capturing those stories out there in the community. But I just got to say welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, uh, And I'm excited because when I get to have these kind of conversations, it allows me to dive a little bit deeper into the work that we're doing. But of course, course, you know, it's the top of the show, y'all. So go ahead and tag and share the stream. That's right. Participate with us. Thank you for all of you who are tagging and sharing the stream with those who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, we you can always listen to us because we have you covered, y'all, uh, on any podcast platform. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. You'll find me on your favorite and also Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music. Again, whichever one is your favorite, go ahead and search for us, y'all. You'll find us there. Well, you know, these are some uh, uh, clips that we've ran before and, and maybe you've seen out there on all of our social media handles. Um, but really, I wanted to uplift two different things that I think are super important. You know, just yesterday, being here with Carita Hall, we were talking about a little bit um, outside of this, uh, the show about participatory budgeting. And this is something that allowed a lot of people to participate in, put their insight into. So we're going to be covering that later on in the show. But Earlier, and in, in, in just like last month, I was able to be a part of the grand opening for the Elizabeth Thomas Holmes. Let Cesar Canizales, one of our correspondents, tell you all about it. I was born by the river. The mood was celebratory and emotional in Rainier Beach during the grand opening ceremony of the new Elizabeth Thomas Holmes apartment building on South Henderson Street. The complex features 119 units for low-income people. It includes three-bedroom units for families, not just small one- or two-bedroom apartments. There's event space for the community and a playground, and it is close to the Rainier Beach light rail station. The building is named after Elizabeth Thomas, a beloved community advocate and mentor who worked as a nurse at the Odessa Brown Clinic in the Central District and who was pivotal and important in the Black community. Some of Thomas's family members were present at the ceremony. She sacrificed all her life. This place here is going to help a lot of people, especially in these days and times. Thomas's daughter, Donsetta Powell, said her mother was very giving and helped others. All I want to say is that I appreciate Evelyn. I appreciate everyone involved and that her legacy will live on. Evelyn Thomas Allen was the driving force behind the project as executive director of the Fame Equity Alliance of Washington. She had a long relationship with Elizabeth Thomas and has fond memories of working with her. She would mentor young black women who are interested in becoming nurses so that we could get more black women and more black people into the medical profession. So she was active all over the city, all over the state and city government, 
advocating for policy changes. Allen worked with Catholic Housing Services of Western Washington to develop the building. It's a humbling honor for me to be able to have this building open up in honor of her. Um, it's amazing to me to even think that I can have a building that's six stories of homes with her name on it. That's going to be providing a safe haven and a place for families to grow and prosper. Converge Media's Trey Holiday was involved in the plans for the building. She says the impact will be felt throughout the community. It's felt by the families who will occupy this building. It's felt by the folks who will be able to utilize the community event space for their own gatherings and celebrations. It's also felt by, I think, other developers because we're really putting them on notice to say, we know how to build in our communities and especially we know how to elevate community needs. Holiday says even her son got involved as he is part of the artwork that adorns the building. Kudos to the artist Mujali and Outside Think for actually going out into the community to say we want this building to represent actual community members. Holiday added developers could learn from community-based organizations how to build housing for communities. There are driving amazing forces within our community organizations that are encouraging uh, for-profit developers to understand how we can do development in a better way by utilizing human-centric design because they are literally a part of these communities. They're able to bring all of the folks in to participate in what they need in a space like this. Gregory Davis, the unofficial mayor of Rainier Beach, told guests that developers too often look for small businesses to occupy ground floors, but he said that's not always what is needed. One of the things that we sought out to do was to engage the developers of housing in this neighborhood and to say to them, not only do we do you need to house those of us in this neighborhood are between 50 and 120 percent annual median income. What you also need to do is make sure that your ground floor, the ground floor of your development has community benefit. The Elizabeth Thomas Homes building has event space for community use. It's not just a building, it's homes. It's not just putting them in there, we help them grow. We're invested in our family's future. So it's more than just uh, putting them in their units. We're there to help them be the best that they can be. That's right. Absolutely. Shout out to everyone who was a part of this amazing effort to bring the Elizabeth Thomas Holmes out here to community. And as Caesar mentioned there, I mean, this is not just, you know, studios and one bedrooms. I mean, they have family units up to three bedrooms here in this space and being able to be on site and tour one of the amazing three bedrooms. You got to see that they really put a lot of thought and care into this space. I mean, we're talking talking high ceilings. We're talking, you know, multiple toilets here, uh, really benefiting larger families. And oftentimes we see in uh, affordable development projects, we have to make so many different adjustments because of the way these projects get funded. And so it was clear 
that there was a strong intentionality to benefit community with this project and with these homes. Um, and I really appreciate how Miss Evelyn said, we don't just place them in the homes. We're here to be partners with them, to grow with them, um, you know, help them out with the things they need. And one of the things that we're seeing in terms of the community-centric model of housing is that it's able to incorporate the needs of the folks who are uh, in the homes. It's able to incorporate those families' needs. Um, and Miss Evelyn has a strong history of this over at Monica's Village, where what she does and what the whole staff do there is they bring families in who are in need of, of housing and they put them, uh, you know, they together, they're creating this trajectory for what they want to become in five years and there's support for them to become that, whether it's school or trades or starting a business, right? They are really, uh, uh, regulated by the things that they say they want to do. And then they're encouraged by staff. There's all these amazing opportunities to check in and to tap in and make sure that they have what they need. And I think that these holistic approaches uh, really benefit community overall, because a lot of these spaces are there for those who need them <clears throat> at the time they do so that then they can move forward in their life. Maybe they're there until they can get their down payment for their home or they're there until they can do a market rate rental, but they're building upon their own uh, desires and goals. And that's really the benefit, I think, of having, you know, folks from community be the ones to develop these spaces because we understand some of those intricate needs and nuances that are necessary to really implement uh, positive outcomes for all the families there. So shout out to everyone. I wanted to show this one again because I thought it was really important. And when we talk about community engagement opportunities, y'all, after the break, I get to dive in more with participatory budgeting. Stay tuned right after this. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hey, I'm Basil Gordon. You may have heard my voice on Hits 106.1 or seen me on Converge Media, but now I'm coming to TV. I'm hosting the newest show on Fox 13 called Back to Basa. Check us out every weekend for the hottest topics, interviews, the latest trends, and uplifting stories. We're going to have so much fun, and teams, we got you too. Back to Basa, Saturday nights, 10.30 on Fox 13, and Sundays at 10 a.m. on Fox 13 Plus. Hello, it's Marcus Trufant here, and for the month of October, Burgermaster and the Trufant Family Foundation are coming together. The Trufant Jalapeno Burger is great, it's going down, and a portion of each burger sold is going right back to the community. Go Hawks! <laughs> Let's make it happen. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Uh, you know, I, I get excited about opportunities for us to have uh, civic engagement, y'all. And I wanted to highlight participatory budgeting. We've been talking a lot about this. We've had folks on The Day with Trey from the Participatory Budgeting Project who were, you know, integral in making sure that community members were engaged in this process, that the youth were engaged, because in 
anyone from the age of 12 and up can say how they want this budget to benefit their own lived experience. And it is something that allows for folks to be guide, be guiding how money is coming into community. And this is a part of a larger effort that was done by so many organizers to bring participatory budgeting process, one of the largest that the country has ever seen with $30 million um, eventually. The community is having a hard time trusting systems as it is. So what I heard was, how do we hold you accountable and how do we know the decisions we made are gonna truly be honored in the end? We're here to learn about the PD process, about how this, this, this community, this city, was given $27.25 million to put back into the black and brown communities and the indigenous, the Duwamish people, right? And as a lived experience outreach person, work in the work group, it's my job to go out and do the outreach to make sure that people are aware that they have $27 million to spend, right, in the first place. And what do they see in their community that they want fixed? The reason we're doing this is because of the history of like violence, like and police violence specifically, that's that's impacting uh, these communities. We realize that the ways in which we address those those issues can't just be the same ways we've been doing it, which is very removed, top down. So the the strategies uh, that will work in these situations, uh, in a situation like this, is to make sure. Uh, community is intricately involved in the solutions that will um, address the problems that we have within, within the system. It is allowing regular community members to engage in a process that allows them to decide how their tax dollars should be spent to best affect those communities that are not normally focused on or heard or paid attention to. So it basically flips everything upside down to provide equity to the community that's always been systemically affected. We need the community to make a change. We sit down and we talk about we don't like this and we don't like that. This needs to be done this way. This needs to be done that way. But in reality, nothing can get done from a couch. Nothing can get done from that chair that you sit in at work. You have to raise up and go to where the decisions are being made. When you vote and you put someone in office, then it's your job, not just their job to be accountable. You've got to keep them accountable, right? So we need people to come in. The community, this is us. Right now we are in phase four, which is the proposal development phase. That is where we are taking those ideas that have been collected from community and we are building them into proposals that can be accepted by the city and funded. We had people submitting ideas as young as 10 years old, all the way up to the age of 70. So just as dynamic as that is, we've seen solar panels on every roof from an eight-year-old. Uh, we've seen tutoring supports and after-school programs. We've seen community build projects. So it was just so diverse to the many ideas that come from our unique community were just as many ideas that we've seen. What I was hearing in that space today is this process is feeling a little rushed for community. When we got to the proposal development phase, they're wanting to make sure that the ideas are given enough time to be researched properly so that an equitable lens can be given to them. 
it's really critical to to have that this kind of like intentional and meaningful involvement within uh, within the budget system in the city. Best way to get engaged with the people's budget is to go to pvseattle.org. We are having our vote event starting on October 1st, running through the 23rd. That vote event will be at Washington Hall from 12 to 4, and it's gonna be on October 1st. We're also gonna be doing pop-up events on the 4th and the 11th. You wanna make sure that you do follow us though on pvseattle.org to make sure that you stay up to date with all of the community engagement activities as well. Wow. Well, there we have it, y'all. Participatory budgeting is alive and in full effect. And you can make sure that if you live within the city of Seattle, please let them know how you want this money to be spent. You know, when I think about the ways that I was able to participate in this to bring the money to fruition, there were so many different meetings that we had with city council members and other leaders in the community and in the city to say, we need to be thinking about how how we repair the past harms of divestment, gentrification, and all of the choices that the city of Seattle made that were heavily impacted by Black families and others from the global majority. And this is one of the answers to that call. You know, in 2020, there were a lot of us that were taking to the streets to say, we need to see changes happening, not just with our police department, but with the ways that people are being treated, specifically Black people. And this was something that was like, yo, when we think about all of the solutions that are crafted on the ground, they need to be invested in, intentionally so, so they can be sustainable. So please, Please make sure your voice is heard for participatory budgeting, y'all, and learn, be educated, get engaged in this process, figure out when is the deadline? What can I do? How can I stay engaged? How can I stay up on it to see what does get invested in? Um, that's really important, too. Let's all follow the money so we can be engaged and educated all at the same time. I'm going to wrap it all up right after this break. Stay tuned. You're watching The David Trey. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out, down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I just want to thank you for being with me during this episode so we can spotlight some of the great work happening in community. You know, these are two opportunities, and may, while they may be different, they're also showcasing that community has been engaged, y'all. So I'm encouraging you to be inspired by all that community engagement, and you join in so you too can be a part of some of these amazing solutions that we're seeing based on community voice and collective action. Y'all, for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Congratulations. 
Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.